0: This episode of the learning to love math podcast is brought to you by the math mavens. I am so thankful and grateful for every listener of this podcast and for every supporter who decides to become a math maven. It's only $4.99 a month and there are so many perks. As a math maven, you get access to a secret monthly podcast called The Math Mavens. And if you're on Spotify, your secret podcast episodes, as well as every episode of the Learning to Love Math podcast, will show up in the same feed. Math Mavens also get access to a private Discord channel where it's just them and me. So if they have a quick question or they need support or feedback when it comes to teaching math and to just make their instruction more effective and engaging, that is where they can go without being on social media because we all know how distracting and how much of a time suck social media can be. Math Mavens also get $15 worth of resources and templates every month to help them make their instruction more effective and more engaging. And if the Math Mavens are selling on Teachers Pay Teachers as well, they will also get support from me and from each other in that regard. So thank you again for listening. It's not lost on me that you've chosen to spend part of your day with me. And if you're a math maven, thank you. Thank you for supporting the show. It does cost money to be able to pay people to make the graphics and the branding look good, to make the episodes sound good, and to support the Math With Money's brand overall and our mission of making math teaching more fun and more doable for all the teachers we support. And then in turn, making math more fun and enjoyable and helping students learn to love math by making math more fun. So thank you all for all that you do. Now on with the show. Think about falling in love for a minute. It's a thrilling and exciting adventure for both parties. It's a journey. They're always learning. I want for your students to fall in love with math. And I'd love it if I could help you learn to love math too. When we start from there, our math instruction automatically becomes more engaging, more relevant, more effective, and even more fun. And that's what we're all about here on the Learning to Love Math podcast. Hi, by the way, I'm Brittany. I'm a teacher, tutor, math learning coach, and the creator behind the Teachers Pay Teacher store, Math with Minis. In just two short years, I went from basically being math illiterate to having students make two years worth of gains with math in my classroom. With mindset, motivation, masterminding, and a little bit of coaching, we can make math magical for our students. Let's get on to today's episode. Welcome to the Learning's Love Math podcast. hey teacher friend and welcome or welcome back to the learning to love math podcast i am your hostess Brittany, from math with minis and i am so glad you're here especially for this series where we're talking all about math anxiety it's not the most fun topic in fact i would say it's not fun at all but it is so necessary if you're still brand new to the concept then i highly recommend that you go back and listen to the last episode where i talked about what exactly math anxiety is So if you're arriving to this episode, I'm going to guess you already have a bit of an idea of what it is and that you're looking to learn, well, what does math anxiety look like? Maybe you're wondering if you have it yourself, or maybe you've seen some behaviors and different routines in students that make you think maybe they're struggling with math anxiety too, or maybe both. Maybe you know a colleague who really struggles around teaching math and stresses out about their data when it comes to math. No matter what i think it is so great that you want to know exactly what math anxiety looks like that you want to know the symptoms of math anxiety so that you can be better prepared to help students yourself and your colleagues so let's get into it so basically the effects or symptoms of math anxiety look a lot like any kind of anxiety but that's not to diminish this because this is specifically triggered by having to do a certain performance task, but that's not to diminish this, because math anxiety is specifically triggered when someone has to do a math performance task, when they have to take a test, when they have to solve a problem, or maybe even just enter a discussion around math. Maybe even just the thought of having to do a math block stresses them out, and if so, then it's probably math anxiety. Although I will say, people with general anxiety tend to be, like myself, tend to be more easily triggered by things like math because it requires some kind of being vulnerable in front of other people so there's a bit of the social anxiety aspect there there's the whole idea of performance that we want to be good and that stems from all kinds of childhood things and thinking so yeah math anxiety is basically the response that we have to math that is feelings of anxiousness and helplessness and like there's nothing we can do I also want to say that obviously I'm not a medical professional, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist. I always think it's really important to offer that disclaimer because I can only speak from my experience and my research and what I've found. And that's what I'm sharing with you too as far as the symptoms. So let's get into that. What do the symptoms look like? By the way, if you want to learn more about this, I did have a blog post that I just released that goes way more into depth. I'll be sure to link that in the show notes for you as well. And if you're on Instagram, it'll be in my link tree. And if you're in my Facebook group, then you'll find it right there in the post. If you're not following me on Instagram yet, I would love to connect with you over there. My Instagram handle is mathwithminis. You can also come join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash mathwithminis if you wanna join the conversation. Also, before I get too much into explaining, I have a cold, so I know my voice sounds a little funky. I'm trying to keep my energy up so it's not totally boring to listen to because I know it's hard when you hear someone just like flatline monotone, Um, but I'm doing my best. So I hope you stick with me because this content is really important. So let's talk about what math anxiety first looks like in students. So in students, this might look like externally, like low academic performance. Maybe they're not getting really good grades on their tests. Maybe they're just not super engaged during math lessons. Maybe they never participate in discussions. Maybe they're just not doing the work. And you might even notice that this can or this may or may not come with misbehavior. Maybe students specifically act out right before their math block, during their math block or after it. And usually when they're doing this, it's either a way to escape or maybe to actually physically avoid having to even do math. So if you see students doing that, especially if you see certain behaviors that get them out of the classroom during a certain time of day, that's definitely something to track, document and look out for. And also, even if it's not something that warrants removal from the classroom or detention or cooling off or anything like that, sometimes you just might notice a change in mood and that's something to pay attention to as well. If you notice that this kid is happy and, you know, go happy, go lucky, outgoing during the day, and around math time, they start getting a little stressed out and agitated, maybe even frustrated and angry, that might be a telltale sign as well. Sometimes, math anxiety can actually keep kids from even coming to school in the first place. Absenteeism, tardiness, and truancy are really common in students with math anxiety and in students with anxiety in general. Because if they know there are triggers at school, and if that's they've related school to having negative feelings and emotions, if they have trauma related to school and math, then they might avoid it altogether. So if you notice that a certain student is absent, of course, that's something we always want to address no matter what. But definitely be in communication with your admin, with the student's parents, and try to figure out what's going on. Because often a student will say it's a physical effect, and sometimes it actually is but the actual root cause is the math anxiety. So as I just mentioned, math anxiety actually can cause, just like any anxiety, physical effects negatively. If you think about something that stresses you out long enough, you will make yourself physically sick. And I shouldn't say you make yourself because it's not something that you're actively doing. It's just a result, our mind and body are connected. So I have had times where I've literally gotten stomach aches because I've been so anxious about something. There's usually a trigger of thoughts or some kind of scenario that triggers that and usually the heart rate becomes elevated they might feel like they might be having arrhythmia like they might feel like they're they're having a heart attack even they get sweaty their temperature actually rises it's kind of amazing and incredible, but it does affect you physically. So make sure that you kind of keep an eye out for those physical effects and symptoms because that really affects kids too. And that could be something you can actually observe and note down as showing that they might have it because we never want to diagnose. We're teachers, right? We're not medical professionals, but we do want to write down these things and we notice them even if it's that anecdotal advice and or not anecdotal advice, even if it's anecdotal observation because that really will help medical professionals and mental health professionals when they're looking at it later if they get referred for something. I kind of mentioned this earlier, but if you notice a student is just generally withdrawing or not participating, especially if they're really engaged with every other subject, like they love social studies, they love reading, but when it gets to math, there's just a shift. That might be a really clear sign that math specifically is triggering anxiety for them. I can't wait for you to hear my interview with Katie Couples because she talks about mass status. So we'll really dive into that in that interview, but it can also affect kids socially. If a student, repeatedly gets an answer wrong, especially if that's somehow public to the class, if other students can see their work, and if there's any other kind of bullying or teasing that goes with that, then students will not only become withdrawn just during their math block, but they might become withdrawn from school overall. They might feel like their classmates and peers don't appreciate them, or that everyone thinks they're stupid. We also have to watch how we talk with students and how we respond to when students have the correct answer, when students have the wrong answer, and into the entire mathematician process. And I think that's why it's so important that we have routines and procedures that help students develop the core mathematical practices and not just do algorithms or perform tasks to get a correct answer. Yes, those things are important and we definitely have to teach them too, but it's definitely not everything. And when we're teaching math, we're not just teaching, you know, how to do long division, right? We're teaching students how to think and how we're teaching students how to do processes and think logically and argue, right? Like be able to use evidence to support an argument, which is such an amazing skill that really really comes up in every discipline across their life. So what we're doing is important, and I hope you know that teacher, that the work we're doing is so, so important, and that I am just so grateful and thankful that you take time out of your day to listen to this podcast, to consider what you're hearing, and think about how you can apply it in your classroom. Now let's talk about what math anxiety looks like in adults for a second, very briefly. If you've come across this episode, maybe through a Google search, you might have because you're wondering if you suffer from math anxiety yourself or maybe you have a friend, a family member, a student's parent, or a colleague, and you're either noticing these signs and thinking maybe they have math anxiety, or you just wanna send them some resources and support. Either way, the symptoms are honestly very similar but it shows up a little bit differently in adults because we tend to, not always, but we tend to be more self-aware when it comes to our emotions and our bodies and what we're feeling and what we're experiencing. Let me give you some signs that I had that was really telling me that math anxiety was something I was experiencing. I would say things like, I'm not a math person ela is my jam i absolutely love teaching students how to read but i just don't like math oh my gosh i love teaching students how to do social studies i love teaching students history but i just don't like teaching math it's not creative now of course some of these are opinions but we have to think where are these opinions coming from if we think of math as for example something that's black and white logical and it is logical But if we don't think there's any room for creativity or discussion, then we probably have had some negative experiences with math, maybe even some trauma that leads us to have anxiety when it comes to not only doing math ourselves and learning about math, but especially when it comes to teaching math. You might also be struggling with some imposter syndrome as well, especially if you've never learned formally how to teach math or if you've never received any specialized training with this. You might also have math anxiety if you have gone out of your way to completely avoid it. So as I mentioned in the last episode, I wanted to avoid it so badly that I actually ended up getting into a departmentalized situation, which I was so excited about because I just had to be responsible for ELA, reading, and social studies. And my partner teacher was responsible for math and writing. And I felt like that day was safe. If you find yourself stressing over student performance or test scores or anything like that, especially if it's related to some kind of job performance, or financial bonus, that might also be another sign you have math anxiety. You might even be to the point where you're not only avoiding math, but you're avoiding going to school as well. Maybe you're starting to feel physically sick and you're starting to call out more or just take every opportunity to get away from school. Or maybe it's even just making you not like your job and get to the point where you feel so overwhelmed and stressed because of all the other stressors we have that you're looking for other work just because you can't be teacher of math anymore that might be the extreme but for some it's very real and that's definitely where i was at a few years ago and if that's where you are i feel for you and i want you to know that i am sending you virtual hugs and i totally get it and i really want to support and help you however i can definitely if nothing else check out the show notes for a blog post that has all kinds of scholarly articles and research to help you get the resources you need to make sure that it's actually math anxiety that we're talking here and if you do struggle with something like panic disorder or any kind of mental health struggle i want you to know that it's okay if you're not okay especially after everything that's been going on and if you have burnout it is very real and understandable after the last two years specifically so i'm here for you i hope the best for you i wish for the best for you and i really hope that this episode was helpful to you for any students that may be struggling with math anxiety and in case you or someone else you know is. And feel free to share this episode with somebody. Maybe maybe this is something that's hard to talk about, but sending them an episode is just like, hey, I heard this and thought of you. Let me know what you think of it. Something as simple as that, it can help start the conversation. And sometimes that is the hardest but most important part. So wishing you all the best. Again, I'd love to continue the conversation with you. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram over at math with Minis, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash math with Minis. Talk to you soon.